It's Stephanie, Sarah, and Rudy. And this is... <laughs> Sarah, you're gone. Yeah. Where did you go? What happened? You just... cannot hear. <laughs> oh, because the mute button was pushed. Oh. <laughs> this is Kids These Days. Unscripted! Unscripted! A podcast brought to you by grant funding from the Kansas Department for Children and Families. Welcome back, Rudy. How Thanks. is how is being back in America? Uh, you guys missed me so much, didn't you? We did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was telling uh, our team this morning that I um, I know it probably sounds petty or very American, whatever you want to call it, but I was so excited for my first hot shower mm-hmm. in the states. Like, Wait, not that did I you needed not, it. Did you not have a hot shower? Well, the water is just so inconsistent. The temperature was so inconsistent. Like it would be the perfect temperature for five, maybe four minutes. So Mm. I could get, you know, my hair washed and get the good stuff done. And then after that, I couldn't just like, it was literally like a six minute, like five minute shower because I just get in there and get out because I was like, I can't just Ah. like bask in the gloriousness that is a steamy shower. You know, sometimes you just want a shower to think and to, yeah, or get away from the kids. And I couldn't do that. Yeah. And then, well, and then I was so looking forward to having like our own space. When we got back to Dallas, my in-laws tested positive for COVID while we were in water, like literally getting ready to go through security. And my mother-in-law calls me on Facebook messenger, like, um, just bawling and just say, I just tested oh. positive. Like, um, you know, your sister-in-law is going to pick you up, you know? So we were so glad that she was able to like open up her apartment for us, but you know, four, five people in a one bedroom, one bath. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, sometimes you yeah. just, you kind of just, you know, wanted um, your space. Like, yeah. like I was, I was grateful for the space to sleep and to relax and take that warm shower. I think we talked to them yesterday and they're, they're up and at it. They both tested yeah. negative now. So yeah, I don't honestly, know. you guys, we were lucky, the four of us um, to, you know, just where we've been, what we've been doing. Oh, when I tell you COVID brain is real, like when, when Rachel was like, this may be the COVID talking. And I'm like, I feel you girl. Like I, my brain is, is gone. And I did not know that because I've not had to have a brain for the last 14 days. So do you have it. I she had, had it. I had oh, it. I tested died. positive Ooh. on the 23rd. Mm-hmm. So I am just now like this last Friday was 10 days. So I could be free after that. But I, oh yeah. I had it that sucks i'm sorry it's terrible it's okay i'm upright glad I, you're yeah glad yeah. you're you're here and breathing right <laughs> i am breathing back to it being a normal human being so i guess today's the day just take it easy you know just give yourself grace if it's not no. your best one you know what i mean just kind of no, go with it it's not gonna ha- it's not gonna have to be give myself yeah. grace exactly yeah. i like it yeah but it's good to be back Yay! <laughs> Missed your faces. Yours too. Yeah. Shanks. 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 I'm. I have a lot to. I, I've made a lot of connections while we were away, and it didn't help that Mac was in a very like academic setting. Yeah. Was that so? Was the trip exactly what he wanted? Like, was he? Was there anything that wasn't where he was expecting it, or was he? It was all up his alley. If anything, okay. it probably turned out a little bit better than he had planned. Okay. Yeah. He had a lot of good opportunities just open up. Um, some of which was like, um, connecting 
the organization there with some of his colleagues here at the leadership, well, not just leadership department, the, um, the whole university, like just colleagues that he knows um, to help with this sort of social change movement that that organization is trying to do. College students going on these service trips. So they're not even like going to study or going to a, do a class or anything. They're going to be of service in another country. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been what's happening with Tejiendo Futuros, which is this organization, which I guess translated is like um, weaving futures or something like that. So it's like, so they really work with um, the Mayan families who do like textile mm-hmm. tapestry kind of stuff and then incorporate like how to help them. Um, how to explain it, how to start their own business, how to basically, you know, mm-hmm. get going for them and yeah. their families. You know, it's just kind of made me think about um, what could that mean for us? Because then I got to talk to the director of pedagogy and she's like, we want to know, like, how can we prepare teachers? And a lot of like what Casido and ITSN does. And, and I was like, let's talk. <laughs> So teachers there are really highly valued, um, mm-hmm. at least due to some interviews that we were listening. The parents were like, I don't think I'm, I'm, I don't think that I'm very much like, they didn't think they were important in their kids' lives. Mm-hmm. And here, you know, we're like parents, parents and teachers, you know, parents, you're the first, you know, mm-hmm. very important there. Parents have this idea that like, I didn't go to school. I'm not educated. The teacher's going to take care of that. I'm not very important in my kid's life. Interesting. Like sometimes they don't even think that they're, they don't even think of themselves as people they're like I'm nothing like I'm I'm not studied I just work whatever mm. and so the teachers are like no like you're very important so they're trying to help parents sort of develop that importantness that they are like that power that they have as their kids mm-hmm. and that yeah. they even though they can't read you can be involved in your kids lives like you don't have mm-hmm. to be studied you don't have to have finished school like you are very like a very important person in their lives so mm-hmm. what they're doing there is amazing it's a very holistic approach to like they're not only helping their moms sort of start their own business and helping them figure that out to help their family like move forward with their life, but they're like helping dad keep a stable job, you know, helping kids with just basic needs and then mm-hmm. futuristic needs. Cause they, they believe in sustainability, the whole like teach Amanda fish yep. kind of thing. They're like, yeah, we'll mm-hmm. give you fish today, but we're also going to teach you how to fish. We're going to teach you how to get more. Yeah. Exactly. So it was just amazing. And I'll probably want to link um, the organizations like uh, social media and stuff because they're doing some really great stuff. And I hope that this is just the beginning of the of yeah. a fun collaboration. Yeah. So maybe um, we could have Mac on sometime. I think he'd love that. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so I guess my, my connection to that was just mainly the school. Yeah. And, and also the, the preparation for parents and, and kids. Um, yeah. And I was like, how could that inform our, our episodes yes. on an bias? And it's like, we talk a lot about that with the, the students who go from here to other countries. Mm-hmm. Um, could we apply that to um, I don't know, providers? Could we apply that to how we train uh, providers? Could that apply to parents? All the above, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, of like our expectations of what we look like in other places and how do we prepare ourselves to go to other places versus what do they think we're doing? Like, what, what do they think about what we're doing? You know, kind of flipping the coin a little bit. The perception of those things, I think is pretty powerful. Ooh, it's so big picture because yeah. the other thing I was thinking while you're talking about that is not only teaching people how to go to another culture, because I think that that would be more of the exception than the rule. I don't think a lot of people, unfortunately, are doing service trips or going other places, but how do we take that concept practice mm-hmm. and then also apply it to 
the cultures that we have in our classroom right now. Yes. Right. So yep. it's not just about going there and being respectful. How do you how do you be respectful in your own backyard with mm-hmm. the people who are here from other places? Right. So that was that was part of the wheels is like. Which to us sounds so basic. I mean, we have sections like that in our trainings or even, or I guess go as far as say we might have trainings on this as far as like um, how to create a more, you know, culturally aware classroom or, yeah. um, right. you know, a childcare environment. I mean, I've, I've trained those before. They're just such a small, not in depth, you know. Well, because you, you it's, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was, I was just saying it's yeah. because not because I don't know that it's because here's my, here's my, uh, whatever it's, it's the same thing as, um, teachers not wanting to teach science, right? Cause it's science, right? The white coat and all the words, but science is just getting dirty and asking a question and figuring it out. And I think this idea of being culturally aware of being anti-racist of being informed of others is it's, this is such a silly word, but it's scary because I don't want to offend anybody. I want to, I want to learn. I want to know. And then I want to give that to other people and to children. And I want children to grow up with this idea that everybody is different and yet everybody brings something to the table and that in our differences, we're actually more alike. And so, but there's that piece of it, you know, Rudy, you and I have had these conversations multiple times on the podcast, outside of the podcast of, you know, um, me being a white chick and you being a not white chick, you know, about having some of those conversations about virtue signaling, um, you know, cultural appropriation of, you know, do I want to have these conversations because I feel guilty about it? Or do I really want to know more? What research am I doing to do, to know more? What am I doing to hold myself accountable? And a lot of that comes back to self-awareness, right? Which it's, that's not an, it's not a thing that everybody does. And some people do it more than they probably should. I think I, uh, I don't know. I'm rambling because it's, it's processing, mm-hmm. but I just, I think that it does, it feels so, it's so important, but it feels like we just, we just check the box mm-hmm. or we just kind of do the, it's the, it's the same thing about the whole trauma series that mm-hmm. we did, right? Like of me being, oh, this is so important. And I really mm-hmm. want to dig in, but I don't want anybody to be, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe that none yeah. of that makes sense, but I think it's, I don't remember exactly what you said that made me like, I don't know. Yeah. And like you said, it's important and it's, it's uncomfortable to be uncomfortable. Right. A lot of people have uncomfortable. A lot of people, it's hard to accept. And I know, I know because I was there where it's uncomfortable to be stretched in that way. And so you just want to be safe. You want to be on the safe side of not offending anyone, of not feeling uncomfortable. Whereas, you know, if you try to grasp the idea that being uncomfortable is going to help you grow might change your perception a little bit of moving forward with this kind of journey, you know, that is the theme of season season three, mm-hmm. being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yep. Yep. I'm putting it out there right now for you guys. As you listen, we, that are, is our going, motto. we are going to be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but in a funny, fun way uh-huh. sometimes Yeah, because it's us. Right. But you know, it's not going to be up in your face all every, 
every episode, right. every, you know, every week, because you got to balance, you got to balance that out. But I think, um, I don't think I know we've got some really, really cool episodes coming up this season. Um, yeah, I'm excited to start this year with y'all though. There's a yes. lot of fun stuff. Yeah. I hope that you guys, um, are as excited as we are for this to be going on. Um, please hit us up on social media. If you have topics that you'd like to hear about or want to give us some feedback, have questions, et cetera, please hit us up. Um, help me out here. We're uh, a little MIA on social media because of well, holidays, but we'll be back. We'll we're be back. back. We're back. What is it? Facebook and Instagram is at Kids These Days Pod, P O D. And then on Twitter, it's just KTD Pod. And our Gmail is Kids These Days Pod at gmail correct yes find us on all these avenues and holler at us let us know add a comment okay well 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 (laughs) i guess that's it okay bye all right bye kids these days is a co-production of the casito kids infant toddler specialist network and workforce development programs these programs are supported through a grant from the kansas department for children and families child care and early education services However, information or opinions expressed herein do not necessarily reflect the position or policy of the agency, and no official endorsement should be inferred. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, or want to share your practice related to this or a previous episode, please email us at kidsthesedayspod at gmail, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at kidsthesedayspod, and now on Twitter at ktpod. Be sure to check out the infographic and other resources for this episode in the show notes. And don't forget to hit subscribe. This episode was written, recorded, and edited by Sarah Holmes and Rudy Benavides. Infographics by Rudy Benavides. Music track, Cheery Monday by Kevin McLeod.